Pastor Xavier Reese with this reminder of the incredible cleansing power of the Savior. Man is a leper, contagious with sin nature and infectious with various sins. But the grace of God can cleanse him if you will cry it only like the leper. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then you will hear the words of Jesus. Be clean. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Every task reaps some kind of end result, and even the Scripture tells us the wages of sin is death, but we often forget that there are many other consequences that are immediate. Today, Pastor Xavier takes us to the book of Leviticus, chapter 13, for today's challenging message, Leprosy, Man, and Sin. Let's listen. It's interesting and most important that you and I, as we read and study the scriptures, that we recognize that throughout the Bible, there are various symbols and types that are intended by God to teach us spiritual truth, far beyond the primary meaning. As you go through scripture, you find the different symbols, say of gold. Gold is symbolic of deity. Um, You have brass, which is symbolic of judgment. You have leaven. Symbolic of sin. So we want to look at the section of Leviticus regarding the law of the leopard and leprosy. And we will see this in chapter 13 and chapter 14. Now, the intended type regarding leprosy is interesting. Leprosy is a type of sin nature in its characteristics. The parallel is amazing. First of all, it's undetectable and painless at first. You don't even know you have it. Isn't that much like sin nature? We're born from our mother's womb, speaking lies, the proverb says, and we thought that we were crying when they smacked us on our bottom. All we can see is the potential for all goodness. But deep down inside is sin nature. It's gradually progressive, the disease, in nature and its development. So sin nature. As the child grows, that sin nature comes out. Thirdly, it is contagious through exposure and personal contact. As we intermingle with one another as human beings, we not only each have sin nature that is contagious, but we do and commit sinful acts that if we affiliate with one another, we contaminate one another. We teach one another. We get off on one another. What a parallel with leprosy. Leprosy is not curable. Neither is the nature. It just eats and eats and eats away. It leads to death ultimately. The wages of sin is death. It will eventually kill you. So leprosy is a type of sin nature and its characteristics. It's a tremendous parable. But leprosy is also a type of death resulting from sin, bringing separation from God and man. Notice that God is the one who brings the leprosy on. He said that in chapter 14 there. But there's also evidence throughout Scripture that it was God who inflicted leprosy on many people. There was a case of Miriam in Numbers 12, verse 1 through 16. When you get a chance, read it. 
The gist of the matter was that Aaron and Miriam began to murmur against Moses. And the Hebrew in, indicates it was Miriam who began the murmuring. That's why she was the one who was struck with leprosy, not Aaron. Aaron was already in bad trouble with God anyway. Moses had already interceded for him. God was going to kill him. And she was murmuring and says, you know, has God only spoken through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us? I mean, and it was because he had married an Ethiopian woman. And God called them all three of them out to the door of the tabernacle and says, listen to me. I've talked to Moses face to face. I haven't talked to you guys face to face. And you guys didn't fear. And God struck her with leprosy and Moses interceded. He was the meekest man among the earth. He says, God, don't let her be as a, as a dead person while she lives. And God says, well, you know what? If someone spit in her face, wouldn't she be isolated for seven days out in the camp? Send her out for seven days. And God cleansed her. Judgment upon her because of her sin. God struck Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. When Naaman, the Syrian captain, came, hearing of the prophet of God who could perhaps cleanse him. And as he went and cleansed, and we'll get to that a little later, the the, the thing that I want to focus on here is, as, as Gehazi went out, you know, he came back to Elijah, Naaman, and he says, here, take the gold, take all these garments. No, 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 the Lord did that. Don't give me anything. But Gehazi went out afterwards, says, listen, my Lord, my master told me to come and get you. And there's some student from the uh, nearest seminary that came down, and they need Babylonish garments and some gold. Oh, yeah, here, take this, this. And he hit him, and he came in the house, and Elijah says, Gehazi, where did you go? Gehazi says, nowhere. Oh, how true that is. <laughs> how many people go nowhere? Is it time to store up garments, houses, money? Was not my heart with you when you went? Therefore, the leprosy of Laman shall be on you. And he was a leper. Because of his greed, because of his lying, because of his hypocrisy. 2 Kings chapter 5. Here's the intended type regarding leprosy. It not only represents and symbolizes as a type our sin nature, but sin. It eats away. It breaks fellowship with man and with God. The leper was taken outside the camp. He could not be one with God in terms of worship. He could not be one with the community of God because he was infectious. Isn't that like sin? Sin comes into your life and you break fellowship with God. Isaiah 59.1 says, God's hand is not short that he cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that he cannot sin, but your sin has separated between you and God. It breaks fellowship with man. You walk into church and people say, hey, where, how you been? Oh, oh Okay. We're not right. If we're right, we say, oh, great. Lord's good. Even if everything else is falling down around us, because we're in fellowship with God. We know he's on the throne. We know he's leading us. We know we're obedient. But when we're not, our response is different, isn't it? It breaks fellowship. Communion. Such a sin. It eats away at the best that God has for you. On whatever level. 
And sin is so attractive. If it wasn't attractive, we wouldn't give ourselves to it as much. And yet, by His grace, He says we don't have to continue in that. There is also the incredible provision regarding leprosy. This is our third point. Notice the priest alone could declare him a leopard. Chapter 13, verse 3 says, The priest shall look at the sore and the skin of the body, and if the hair on the sore has turned white and the sore appears to be deeper than the skin of his body, it is a leprous sore, then the priest shall look at him and pronounce him unclean. The priest alone could declare him a leopard. How interesting that Christ, our high priest, alone can reveal to us that we are sinners. Everyone else will tell us that we are good, we are normal, we're all right. No one is fit to declare you a sinner except for God. Because he sees deep down in your heart, he knows exactly where you're at. Everything is open and naked with him with whom we have to do. Nothing is hid from his sight. And so I thank God that I have to depend only on God himself to let me know when I'm wrong, when I'm out of joint with him, when I'm not in fellowship. It is by his Holy Spirit that he deals with me, convicts me. But if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, then he is here to reveal to you that you are as a leper. You are a sinner. You are separated from God and you need cleansing by his grace. The leper could not be healed, but God by his divine grace cleansed him. Chapter 14, verse 1. In the midst of this entire ordeal, something that we wouldn't even expect. He says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. The day of his cleansing? <laughs> you notice he never says the day of his healing to a leopard? It's always cleansing in the Old Testament as well as the New. It's never healing. It's always cleansing. The act of God's sovereign grace. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall look out to him and outside the camp. And the priest shall look, and indeed if the leprosy is healed in the leopard. I thought you said the word heal is never used, Xavier. It's used as the consequence there, but the, the examination always is in cleansing. It is not healing. Look it up also in the New Testament. He would be cleansed. It's interesting that Christ... Jesus himself, knowing man, cannot be healed of sin nature. He cleanses us from all our sins by his grace. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that when a person is in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away, everything becomes new. He's a new creature. We are saved by grace through faith, not, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. I mean, he's the only one that can cleanse you and me. Who could guarantee you that you could be absolved from all your sins, all you ever did, and that you would never have to give an account to God for them if it wasn't God himself who promised you that? No one could. It's like me walking up to you and saying, listen, your house is paid off. Don't worry about sending the next payment in. <laughs> and you believe me. 
Well, you know, in a couple of months, I'd, for sure, they're going to come repossess your house. You say, well, you don't understand. A man came up to me and said my house was paid off. What's that to us? We hold a paper on it. See, God holds a paper on you. He's your creator. He alone can cleanse you. But thirdly, the priest alone could pronounce him clean. Verse 2 of chapter 14. Then shall the law of the leopard, for the day of cleansing, he shall be brought to the priest. And as you move on in the chapter, he would be able to declare him clean. Only him, no one else. So the priest was a very important individual. And so likewise, our high priest, Jesus Christ, without him, we have no access to God or to be cleansed, to have fellowship with God, to be one with God. Stop and think of the difficulty that we have in relationships when we do not know Christ. I mean, we have difficulties anyway when we know Christ, don't we? Because we're sinners. But without Christ, there are so many more obstacles for a relationship to flow. Because you're not totally honest with one another without Christ. You're in it more for yourself than anybody else. The tendency is still there as a Christian, but it is by the grace of God, the Spirit of God, and the obedience to the Word that we obey the Word of God so we don't act the way we used to. And then relationships flow. But apart from that, if we become rebellious, they get all messed up again, don't they? You see, the priest alone could pronounce him clean. Christ told his disciples, you are cleansed by the words I have spoken unto you in John 15, 3. When Jesus Christ has said to you, you are clean, let me tell you, you are clean. You are as white as snow. Interesting concept. The word white as snow is used for the leopard, but it's also used for the sinner who is cleansed. You ever think about that? <laughs> Jesus told Peter, as he showed him the vision of all manner of creeping thing, in Acts 10, 15, as he sent him to the house of Cornelius, he says, Peter, don't you ever call anything common that I have cleansed? What have you done? What has been done to you? What have you been involved in? Only one person can cleanse you from all that sin, and that's the person of Jesus Christ. No one else can cleanse you. God alone can cleanse you. But listen to me. If you have repented, then he has cleansed you, and none of you better call that person common. Notice the sacrifices that were given are very meaningful. The sacrifice that was first given in verses 3 through 7 of chapter 14 was two birds. These birds were symbolic of the death and resurrection of Jesus. One would be killed over the water and the earthen basin, and then it would be poured over the other live bird, and he would be let loose. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the sin, the cleansing, would be taken away. This is much like the Day of Atonement in chapter 16 with the two goats. The one would be sacrificed, the other would be the scapegoat, carrying away the sins of the nation for the year. Romans 6, 4 through 7 says that Christ died and rose for our sins. 
He carried them away with him. He became sin for us that we might become the righteous of God in him. But notice also the sacrifices were for sin, trespass, and a rededication to the service of God in chapter 14, verse 12 through 20. You have a sin offering, a trespass offering, a grain offering, or a meal offering for dedication, and you also have other offerings there for dedication and consecration and service. All these offerings, because he was dead, now alive, now he was back in a state of relationship, now to serve God. Which again points to the fact that leprosy was a result of sin. A sin offering, a trespass offering was offered. Jesus expects the same from you and myself. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beg you by the mercy of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is your reasonable service. To prove what is that good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. And don't be fashioned to this world system, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's our responsibility. In view of what God has done for me, what else can I do? I used to be a leper. I used to live outside the camp of God. I didn't have fellowship with the people of God. And God said, Xavier, you are cleansed. And that was almost 20 years ago. And I tell you what, I haven't forgotten what he did. And I don't ever want to forget. And he's made my sins, though they were red as crimson, white as snow. But the reasoning together came along his directive, not my own. I agreed with God. He says, X, you're a leper. I said, you're right, Lord. And he says, I want to cleanse you. I said, all right, Lord. I had to agree with him. The restored fellowship was symbolic of water, oil, and blood. You find this in chapter 14, verse 8, verse 10, verse 12, verse 14 through 18, repeatedly. The blood would be put on the right ear, the right thumb, and the right foot, even as the consecration and the inauguration of the high priest. To hear the voice of God, to do the work of God, to walk in the ways of God. The oil would be poured on his head. The blood would be poured. Seven times before the Lord, the word, the number seven is completeness. Complete cleansing, complete fellowship, complete restoration. Not partial, but complete. Jesus has redeemed us by the precious blood of his body. He has washed us by his word. He has sealed us by His Holy Spirit, the Scriptures tell us. Not by the things of silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 1.19 says. He will present to Himself a bride without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing by the washing of the water by the Word, Ephesians 5.26. And He has given us a seal of His Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1.13. Blood, water, and oil. From Jesus' side, when he was pierced by the Roman centurion, came forth water and blood. Then he died, and he went to the Father, and he sent the Holy Spirit. For that reason, he told the disciples, Terry in Jerusalem, till you be endued with power from on high. He told them about the Comforter, chapter 14, 15, and 16, in John. The Spirit of truth, he will not speak of himself, he will speak of me. He will not glorify himself, he will speak of me. Thank God we've been cleansed and forgiven by his blood. We are cleansed daily by getting into the word of God and confessing our sin. And that we are illuminated, directed, and convicted by the Spirit of God as we abide in his word and walk with him. 
Naaman was cleansed of his leprosy because he had heard through a young captive girl that there was a prophet in Israel that could cleanse him. So Naaman came down with letters, and the king read the letter and says, Look at this guy, he's picking a fight with me. Then the prophet Elijah heard about it and says, Hey, send him down to me. When, on, when Naaman came, he knocked on the door of the house. He was expecting some great thing to be done through Elisha. Some great ritual. And zappo, you're healed. But he told his servant to go tell him to go dip himself in the Jordan seven times. He got incensed. He turned to his servant and says, Is there not better rivers where I've come from in Syria, the far, far, and Euphanus, or something like that, I can't even pronounce it. The Jordan is muddy, dirty. At times it is six inches wide. <laughs> As they were returning all agitated, the servant says, Master, you know you've come a long ways. What's it going to hurt? What the heck? Go down there and dunk yourself seven times. Why servant? Naaman went down there and he dunked himself once, twice, three, four, five, six, zapple, pink as a baby. He was elated. He came back and said, Elijah, here, take all. He says, no, I don't want no reward. That's where Gehazi comes in. But see, Naaman was cleansed because he did it God's way. How do you expect to be cleansed from your sins? Through works? Through good deeds? Through your own goodness? Through paying back? No, no, no. You must respond to the words that you hear of God's word. There is a man that can cleanse you. His name is Jesus. And he says all you have to do is believe upon him that he died for you. That he died in your place. And that believing in Him, if you confess your sins, they will be forgiven, you will be cleansed, and you will never die. It is that simple. And yet it's an act of faith, not of reason. Yet it's very reasonable to desire to be cleansed. You know, Jesus cleansed many leopards. He cleansed ten in Samaria one time, but only one came back to thank Him, Luke 17. There are many people who have come to God and God has cleansed them, but there are not many who are grateful. They are cleansed and they go on their way. I hope if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, that you give your life to Him and that you allow Him to cleanse you. That you may have fellowship with God, fellowship with the people of God. If you are one who has received cleansing, then that you would be thankful and that you would equally share the good news to those who are leopards, sinners, that there is one man that can cleanse them of their leprosy, of their sinfulness, the man Christ Jesus. Man is a leopard, contagious with sin nature and infectious with various sins, but the grace of God can cleanse him if you will cry it only like the leopard, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then you will hear the words of Jesus. I am willing. Be clean.
ball is in your court. No one can make that decision for you. Only you can say, Lord, if you will. And if you dare, he will say, be clean. Pastor Xavier Reese with an incredible reminder about the far-reaching grace of God. And you can request a copy of today's challenging study titled Leprosy, Man and Sin. As always, it's available on CD for just $4. And this message also contains what we heard last time we were together. So the title to ask for once again is Leprosy, Man and Sin. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's important that you tell us the call letters of this station when you contact us. Well, you may have different routes to work or school, but is there more than one way to get to heaven? Find out when you join Pastor Xavier Reese for the next edition of Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 